I once had a dream about Catherine Keener. It was many years ago. I was just a little tweener. She smoked a cigarette and said, Kid, you're new here. We were filming Pretty Woman. Where the fuck was Richard Gere? She said to me something that I followed to this day. And now I have realized I've been led astray. She said in Hollywood, you should never tell your stories. But this ain't Hollywood, and it's time to tell my stories. Wait till you see. Right this way. That's, that's not for me. Well, that's not a present. That's not a present. You just wrapped the paper. We don't, we don't need go, 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 go in the dining room. Hold on. Go in the dining room. It's yours, Holden. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's for you. Do you like it? There's some. There's some food. Yeah, but that's for drinks. Yeah, well, you put drinks up there. What is this for? That is for stirring um, pots and pans. Yep. Yeah, well, it's a good enough. I mean, it's a fun pretend phone. Hello, this is Michelle O. Medlin, and this is Never Tell Your Stories, a podcast that has never taken its own advice. Since it's the holidays, uh, even if you listen to it in April, at the time of this recording, it was the holidays. I wanted to tell a story about my kid, Holden, the eldest. He's going to be 10. Uh, so my oldest son, Holden, was born on Christmas Eve. And from the moment, the very moment that he figured out when his birth date was and the time of year it fell in, he embraced the season. If you asked him from the age of two on what he was going to be when he grew up, it was that he was going to be an elf and that he was going to move to the North Pole. And he always said to me, Mommy, please don't worry. I can pop in whenever I want because I'll be magic. And he really, 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 really believed he was going to be magic. We, of course, uh, have Elf on the Shelf. We have two, actually. Their names are Steve and Squeaky Box. And yes, we move them. Of course we fucking move them. And one time, Holden's Elf, Steve, got eaten by the dog. So I wrote a note to the boys from the elf saying that they had gotten a cold and they needed to go to the North Pole to have some of Mrs. Claus's chicken soup. My husband and I went to Barnes & Noble, shout out Barnes & Noble, and bought another elf. But we couldn't find the exact same elf because apparently they are just a little bit different. I didn't know this. I knew there was a boy elf and a girl elf, and that was the end of what I knew about elves. And when we got him home and put him out for the next day, all better because of Mrs. Claus's chicken noodle soup, Holden goes, hey, did he get younger? And so I lied and said, of course he did. Um, that's kind of what's so great about Mrs. Claus's soup is that it, it also helps you with the aging process. Anyway, it was not my finest moment. None of this will prove to be my finest moment. So the line is very taxing when it comes to elves on the shelf. And I know there are people out there who uh, will not lie to their kids about this. But 
my mom was one of those people, and she would only lie to me about whether or not Jesus was real or not. I don't mean that. But she wouldn't allow me to believe in Santa Claus because the reason of the season is Jesus. And I get that. I don't know if I believe it, but I get it. But not allowing your daughter to believe in Santa seems a little, I don't know, just cruel. My mom would have me wrap up presents if I wanted uh, Santa uh, to have given me a present. She would have me wrap up whatever gift she had bought me and said, okay, now you know what it is and you can wrap it if you want to and say that it's from Santa. And so I would. And I got a lot of lame presents from Santa that I already knew about. But it didn't matter because I wanted to believe in him so bad. And it's so hard when somebody takes that away. So I was not going to be that person, right? My mother insisted so heavily on, you know, making sure it was Jesus's birthday that she had a Christmas birthday cake for him every year. Rather, just a birthday cake because Christ was implied. And it was this white plain sheet cake that we would bake, probably Duncan Hines. And we would bake it, and then we would take it out. And then when it was cool, we would use uh, straws to make holes in it. And then we would pour green and red jello in those holes. And then we would put it in the um, refrigerator. And then when it was cool and the jello was hardened, we would take it out. And we would frost it with, I don't want to say Miracle Whip, and I know that's wrong, Cool Whip. And that's what we would do. And then on Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon, we would put candles in it and sing happy birthday to Jesus and blow out the candles. If we are putting so much effort into making a Jesus's birthday cake, the least of what he could do for us was just to blow out the candles. Like, come on. Throw me a bone. (sighs) Santa and Jesus are so similar. Why doesn't he just throw us a bone if he's real? But I digress. (laughs) However, in a lot of ways, this podcast is my confession tapes for my kids eventually, I guess. They get to hear how I was shaped and how I took what was given and fucked them up with it too. Guys, 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 if you're listening, therapy is very important. And yes, I even went to it for a very long time. And since I've gone down the rabbit hole of showing you the underbelly of corruption that is my upbringing, I want to bring you some of the stories that my son will be telling his people over Christmas and about the elf on the shelf, Steve, and his belief in Christmas. So, I kind of said it before, but Holden met his first elf on the shelf at daycare. And for about a year, we did not succumb to having that fucker in our house. But eventually, he wore us down, especially when he, you know, said he was going to be an elf when he grew up. And he indicated at about three that, uh, was it three? It was probably around three, yeah. That having this elf in his life would help him, you know, become an elf as he grew older. Because he needed to watch it. Or something. It didn't move, so I don't know what he was watching, but he really would sit there and just study it, just in case it did move. It was pretty fucking cute. The daycare used it as it was intended, to keep those little fuckers complacent to their life while their parents worked way too many hours. I get it. I don't like it. I wish there was a better way, but look. I would drop him off, both of them, eventually, at 7.30 in the morning and return to them at 6. And frankly, (sighs) 
It's still how it is right now, but school's in the middle of it. And I don't see that changing for millions of Americans anytime soon. So until America gets its shit together and makes life affordable, both parents are going to work and it's not going to be a couple hours stint. And shout out to those of you who are able to have one parent at home. I envy you and I am so grateful, Mark Freiling, to those who are at home and can help me with my kids. It does take a village. I wish that we all could be village people. I'll be the why. <laughs> Whatever. So he met the first elf or the elf, at his second daycare. Not his first, because he had been kicked out of that daycare due to being my child, effectively. And around the time he was writing, he started to write his uh, elf, Steve, which he got the name, because at one point I was like, hey, buddy, you've got to name this guy something. And he's like, okay. And I said, so what do you want to name him? And he had no comment. And so I go, you know, like Steve. And he goes, great. We'll call him Steve, and that's how the name came to be. When Addie came along, Atticus, we had to add another elf. And since Addie was so little, he didn't get the whole don't touch it thing. So we recreated even more lies surrounding what happened if you touched it. Like, for example, if a little kid touched it, if they were little, little, like two, it was okay because they didn't have the ability to take the magic away. And dogs could touch it, and cats could touch it, but human grown-ups could not touch it, and five-year-olds definitely couldn't touch it. So for a long time, they both would put um, like um, zip Ziploc bags on their hands, or like just baggies in general, and they would touch the elf and move them, and then he would often fall on the floor, which was really frustrating to me and others, because then I would have to go and put on mittens or... There are Ziplocs that they threw away, which, by the way, we went through so many Ziplocs that I had to give them a rule about the Ziplocs that they could only have one per season. And then I would put on whatever to pick up the fucking elf and put it back. And then sometimes I would forget to move it because I had moved it already that day, right? Anyway, that's a part of what goes on in an Elf on the Shelf home. And if you are Elf on the Shelf-less, then you are a better parent than I am. which goes without saying. Sometimes it's pretty hard to keep things straight, so eventually it just became that we had to wear gloves instead of the Ziplocs if we wanted to touch the elves, to the point that I now wear them at night if I'm going to move the elves, or I pull my sleeve down and I move the elf. At this point, it's just Pavlovian. But all of this, all of this was okay until Holden started writing Steve notes. And because I keep things sometimes, here are some of the notes. I don't know when he wrote this, by the way. I wish I was an elf. That's why I've been asking you how to become an elf. Yours truly, Holden. Holden asked Santa to tell me how you can be an elf. He said he'd give me instructions. You are truly so very special and fun. So then I went on Facebook and I asked people, should I just tell him now? And I think it was two years ago, so around seven, that there is no way in hell he was ever going to be an elf because all of this was a fucking fantasy that he created and I created about people and places as I wished them to be. But uh, I did not take any of their advice because everybody told me to say 
Santa wasn't real. Guess what, guys? It's coming. Here's what Santa wrote back about becoming an elf. Dear Holden, Steve let me know that your biggest wish is to be an elf, but of course I already knew this. I think you started wanting to be an elf when you were three, and it is truly one of my favorite things about you. Your heart makes me want to make you an elf. You're thoughtful and kind. But if you've seen the movie Elf, which I know you have, you know that Buddy was born a human. And when you're born a human, an elf you can never be. Holden, you have an important job in Bloomfield, New Jersey. You are my ambassador of Christmas. Your joy every year reminds people to be kind and considerate, that the time of year is special and requires goodness. And Holden, this job doesn't begin and end during Christmas. It's an everyday job that you are uniquely qualified to do. So please know that if I could, I would make you an elf. You'd be so perfect at it. But I need you out in the world spreading holiday cheer every day. I love you. You're a really great kid. Love, Santa. Now, I'll see if I can read his handwriting. This one is just to Steve, the elf. I don't think he wrote Santa back. Pretty disappointed. Where did you get that hat? It's an amazing hat. I love it so much. I hope I can live with you when I become an elf like bunkmates. Okay? Thanks for being such a good elf. Yours truly, Holden. P.S. Do you and Santa stop time to get everywhere in one night? That would be cool. Okay, bye. Dear Steve, I love you. Um, I guess he didn't really take into the consideration what Santa wrote and just went on with the fact that he thinks he's an elf. Interesting. Talk to Santa for a bit. He's awfully busy, but he said there are some things you can start, like helping a bit with your dad at home, just little things. I think it would be good to get used to being of assistance. Also, we are pretty clean out at the North Pole. You might want to start cleaning your room. Whoa, Steve getting all up odds. If only you could talk, move, or be touched. When I become an elf, I can touch you and talk to you too. Woo, this is where we go a little off the rails. When you sit quietly, this is from Steve. Obviously, the last one was from Holden. When you sit quietly in your clean room, listen for me in your head. I can talk to you when you sit in stillness. I love you, Holden. So, that was about two years ago, and he continued to write letters on and off, but they weren't as good as that year. And every year until this year, I thought, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. This is it. This is the year I crack. And then he'd be seven, eight, nine, and I'd say, maybe next year. Well, kids, this was the year it ended. One day, a couple of weeks ago, Holden, with tears in his eyes, looked me dead in my eyes and said, Mom, I need to know, is Santa real? And so I told him. I said, here's the deal with Santa. Is there a guy in the North Pole? No. But there's something in him, the idea of him, that is in all of us. 
He helps us to realize the joy that this season can be. He is a reminder to be kind and to give to those you love. And not to just think about it being this time of year, that it's all time. We need to give more to those we love and those we don't know. People need help, and it's on us to help them. He's a part of what we need most of and sometimes lose sight of. And maybe, just maybe, I should have added something about Jesus Christ. But I couldn't because I don't know what I believe right now. However, he took it in and he didn't call me a liar. And then he asked about Steve and Squeaky Box. And I said, well, they need our help too. And I looked him dead in the eye. And I said, don't tell your dad I said this but fuck your friends for telling you he's not real. You deserve to believe in him as long as you wanted to. A few days later, he came up to me and he said, I think I get it, Mom. Santa was once a real person who was born to show us how to be joyful and to give. And now I get to do this. This is pretty great. I said, Bud, you know you can't tell your brother, right? That it's your responsibility to keep this to yourself? And maybe help me out with making him continue to believe. And he said, I'll do you one better, Mom. I'm going to help you move the elves. And he has been. And he makes Atticus go upstairs sometimes and say, Hey, buddy, I'll meet you upstairs. um, And maybe we'll come down and the elves will have moved. And so Addie will go upstairs to play with the hamster or whatever the hell he does. And he'll scream, Holden, are you coming up? And Holden will go upstairs after having moved the elves, and they'll play for a little bit, and then Holden will be like, do you think they've moved yet? And then they go downstairs, and they have moved because Holden did it, and it's just so cute. And I know, I know that this isn't going to last forever, and I kind of believe that Holden will crack, and he will tell them out of maliciousness. I don't know, maybe. They do fight awfully much, but I don't care because right now I, I, I got something I didn't think I would. I ha- I got the, the grace to get to tell him that Santa wasn't real in a way that wasn't so fucking awful. And he still is happy right now until he's not. And it's nice because this whole parenting thing is just all about trying not to fuck it up. This is another episode of Never Tell Your Stories. Thank you so much to Joe, Joey, Joe, Joe, my faithful, faithful producer. To Emily Flake for the awesome art. I love it so much. Maybe I'll make it blonde. Maybe I won't. And to Ryan Sitoy for the best song about Katherine Keener that's ever been written. Do you think that Katherine Keener knows I wrote her a song? God, I hope so. I love her so much. I like Richard Gere too, but not as much as I love Katherine Keener. Big thanks to Stanny Stan for helping me make our little humans. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I'm missing one, and it starts with an R, but I hope you'll forgive me for not knowing it. But thank you all, all of you who listen. My final wish for 2019 to go into 2019, I guess. And maybe there'll be another episode before the end of 2019, but I do not guarantee that, so do not get excited. My wish to you is that you always believe in something, even if it is imaginary. 
Baby mine, don't you cry Baby mine, dry your eyes Rest your head close to my heart Never to part Keep going! You gonna sing with me? Baby of mine Uh oh, Zuzu's here! Zuzu has something to say. What? A good? A good? Hello? Ah, just too cute.